0: I call fat as your savings accounts, right? Fat is like, oh, okay, I have money saved on the side. Uh, glycogen is your checking account. You can quickly jump and get glycogen. And deliver is your credit, is when you ask the bank for credit. And the bank is saying, okay, I'm going to give you a little bit of, or a loan. Welcome to the High Performance Health Podcast with your host, Angela Foster. The show where we talk about everything you need to break through limits and achieve a high-performance mind, body and lifestyle.
1: Hi, friends. Uh, it's been getting a little bit dark recently, hasn't it? I've noticed that the sun is rising later and it's starting to set earlier. But we are going to see those beautiful leaves turn uh, their colours uh, quite soon. And one of the other benefits is... I've really appreciated some beautiful sunrises this week. Um, we've been very lucky in the UK with a pretty sunny week. And on my way back from the gym in the morning, I have walked out of the gym just as the sun has been rising. And it's been absolutely beautiful. There's actually a, a park opposite. and It's been a really nice opportunity to just watch the sunrise, something amazing. If, if, you, if you're not doing it, this time of year is just a really great time to watch the sunrise. And actually that early morning light features a unique composition of frequencies that actually helps set our body's circadian rhythm accurately for the day. So there, there are studies that show that the wavelengths at sunrise and sunset actually have the biggest impact on brain centers that help to regulate not just our circadian clock, but our alertness and our mood. So if you can catch a sunrise maybe on your way back from the gym like me, then all the better. Now, if you're looking at um, getting light through the window, it's not quite the same. So even if you're in your office, for example, opening the window um, is actually much, much better. And because of the way the light bends, uh, it will come through. Whereas if you've got the window closed, you're actually filtering out about 50 times as much of that blue light, um, which is really going to help again um, early in the morning to help regulate your circadian rhythm. So you can try that. And this is all part of my shift protocol, optimizing things like that. Um, My shift protocol for optimizing your health for higher performance. And if you want to see where you are on each aspect of shift, which is sleep, hormones, insights, food um, or flow, which is food, light, oxygen and water, and then where you are on your training in terms of both your mind and body, then you can take a free health check that we offer and we will send you a personalized report. Just head over to yourtotalhealthcheck.com. It takes about two to three minutes to fill out and we'll send you a free personalized report that's over at yourtotalhealthcheck.com healthcheck.com. And so moving on to today's podcast guest, I have with me today, Dr. Joseph Anton, who is the CEO and chairman of the board of El Nutra and also member of the Forbes Business Development Council. He's the former CEO of Health Systems Reform, which is a boutique consultancy aimed at improving public health by reforming health systems. And prior to that, he was director of health policy at the University of Chicago, editor in chief of the Journal of Health Systems and Reform, and also head of business development for Eli. Lily and Company. And he is an expert in longevity and health through fasting and nutrition, a topic that I know many of you listeners will be very interested in and specifically around how to enhance autophagy and how to enhance your longevity. We talk in depth around fasting periods, what works, what doesn't. Um, And we also talk about the impact on women's health and hormones and Also, how you can use molecular fasting, which is a protocol that's been developed um, by Dr. Walter Longo, the founder of Prolon, um, and how that actually allows you to eat a certain amount of calories, interestingly, over five days, but without... um, without stimulating mTOR and actually putting you in a state of full cellular autophagy. And we talk about how long that takes to happen, depending on where you are in terms of your metabolism at that stage, Um, but how everyone can benefit from this a few times a year, including the clinical trials that they've done on Prolon uh, with uh, some amazing results. So, We're going to have a deep dive on fasting, and I think by the end of this episode, you will understand um, what intermittent fasting is, how you should be doing it, what longer fast, um, what the benefits are of longer fasting periods, and really when you're uh, stimulating full cellular autophagy and when you're not, and how to do it. So let's get started. Without further delay, let me introduce you to Dr. Joseph Anton. So I'm absolutely delighted to be joined today by Joseph Antoon, who is the CEO of Al Nutra. He is a physician. He has a PhD. Um, and his passion really is to bring fasting to the world and improve not just lifespan, but health span at the same time. So firstly, a very warm welcome to the show, uh,
0: Joseph. Thank you, Angela. And um, hopefully today we're going to change uh, a person's life.
1: Definitely. That's always my hope when uh, yeah. when releasing a podcast episode, even if it changes one person's life, right? Yes. Worth doing. Uh, yes. And hopefully many more. So let's start from, because I know that your company has a very specifically designed um, fasting um, mimicking protocol, uh, which I want to dive into with you. But let's just start and kind of helicopter out a little bit. Lots of people are hearing on social media about fasting. It's definitely gathering momentum. I think we're going to talk, we were talking before the show about the sex differences between men and women, the stage of life, how you might even use it for treatment for things like cancer. But first of all, can you briefly explain what the importance of fasting is and what happens at each stage in terms of the hours that go by and how we're optimizing our bodies?
0: Yeah, that's a, that's a fantastic question, and probably the, the question I get asked the most because there's a big confusion into how many hours should I do? What happens if I do 12, if I do 16, if I do? So let's, let's um, to, to best answer the question, let's go back and say, hey, what are the types of fasting and what happens to the body when you fast? And we classify fasting as two categories today. There's a category called intermittent fasting, which is any fast below two days. And there's a category called prolonged or periodic fasting, which is any fast that goes above two days. And why the cutoff of two days? Most people, by the second day or between the first hour of fast to two days to 48 hours, we lose weight. I mean, fasting is a calorie deficit. And you have reserves in your body, fat, you have glycogen, and you have the liver that can practice what we call neoglucogenesis. So you have three defense line. When, you don't, when you're not eating, you have enough reserves, again, the liver, glycogen, and fat to compensate for the calorie deficit. In mm-hmm. the first 48 hours, a typical person has enough reserves to cover for that period. When you cross the second day, the body is telling the cells, hey, I'm not eating. I'm fasting. I had some reserves. They're depleting fast. Therefore, you should start eating what's inside of you and use, and start rejuvenating and start enhancing the way you operate. This is the process called autophagy or self-eat and won the Nobel Prize in Medicine and Physiology in 2016. And Again, it happens for most people. There's no set clock. Some people get into it on, on the first day if they're exercising, creating extra calorie deficit, or if they're thin, they don't have a lot of reserves. But on average, and some people go through it on day three because they have a lot of reserves, they have low metabolic rate, et cetera. But that day two is where most people would start getting into from what we call the metabolic stage of fasting to the cellular stage of fasting. And and then you're practicing rejuvenating cells of your body, which is a very important process for longevity because you're biologically, when you tell the cells, hey, Eating your waste, detox, fix what's inside, you're asking asking a cell to be biologically healthier or biologically younger. And therefore, it it's an important healthy aging practice. And if you have certain health conditions that can benefit from such rejuvenation, we can talk about that later, then it could be a good intervention for, for these for this purposes. The intermittent fasting phase, which is less than two days, is mainly a metabolic intervention. You 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 lose weight. You spend you know calories. You're not ingesting calories. You're spending those, and and therefore you lose you lose weight. You spend calories, which is great for many of the diseases we're facing today, or the health conditions we're facing today. Whether it's a blood pressure induced by overweight, whether it's blood sugar and diabetes induced by overweight, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera.
1: Interesting. Well, thank you for clearing that up because I think a lot of people do get confused. But what you're saying is yeah. autophagy begins for some people at around twenty-four hours, particularly if they're doing other things but that complement it, like exercising. Um, but for other people it will be around two days. So a 48 hour yeah.
0: fast. And that's that's big news because if you listen to most podcasts and 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 YouTubers, they'll tell you you get an autophagy in 16 hours of fast. This is why most yeah. people practice 16 hours of intermittent fasting, thinking that they're going to get autophagy. Very, very, very rarely you get to autophagy in hour 16. I mean, imagine every day you eat, you sleep, you go to work, and you have your breakfast. And if you skip breakfast, suddenly in four hours the stress is so big that the cells have to eat themselves. It doesn't happen this way. Now, if you run the marathon in the morning, at hour eight to ten, you ran for you know. at 10 15 kilometers marathon and you're thin you don't have a lot of reserve maybe at hour 16 you you practice a little bit of accelerated autophagy maybe but but most people above 90% of people will require at least one or two days for to deplete their initial defense line which is fat glycogen and liver and then it's such a big crisis that the cells have to practice autophagy so hopefully so, that's clarified yeah but again, it's that not tells. a let us switch on, switch off. Again, we're different people, different different metabolic rate, different weight, different acceleration, and and but I'm just giving like a sense to say that most people what we're sure of is After 15 hours, you're not fasting. You're not uh, you're not depleting the the. You're not depleted enough to practice autophagy.
1: So, as you know, you don't want to be fasting too long and putting your body in a state of stress, particularly if you're exercising alongside on a daily basis, um, as that can really interfere with female hormonal health. And so, one of the ways that I track that and figure out how long I can be fasting for in the morning without putting too much stress on my body is by using my Lumen device. And Lumen basically measures your respiratory exchange ratio to tell you whether you're in fat- burn or carb burn or a combination of the two and if you wake up in fat burning mode and you continue to extend your fast and then as you start taking a breath test every sort of hour or so you see yourself moving more into carb burn that is a sign that you've now pushed the envelope a little bit too far and that's when you want to break your fast it's also a fabulous way to find out whether you should be pre-fueling before that intense HIIT workout if you really want to bring it and so I absolutely love doing this stuff with them um, as you know I'm big into tracking data and uh, and using that really for optimal health and optimal performance and Lumen can really help you do that and they are offering listeners of this podcast $50 or 50 pounds off depending where you are in the world off the Lumen device and package you just need to head over to Angela forward slash Lumen and enter code Angela at checkout that's angelafoster.me forward slash Lumen and enter code Angela at checkout. So what you're saying is we need to completely deplete um, liver glycogen uh, during this phase, and then we would be depleting muscle glycogen, presumably as well?
0: Uh, yeah. I mean, you don't need to deplete it all as much as the acceleration. If, it's, if your body is losing those very fast, is when they tell the cells, hey, you got to start participating. you got to start shipping in and oh, eating okay. what's inside of the cell. You don't need to deplete all of it. Okay. Um, the body goes to glycogen. Glycogen is very fast. Awaiting for, uh, I always I I call fat as your savings accounts, right? Fat is like, oh, okay, I have money saved on the side. Uh, Glycogen is your checking account. You can quickly jump and get glycogen, and the liver is your credit. Is when you ask the bank for credit, and the bank is saying, okay, I'm going to give you a little bit of or a loan, and it's exactly the same. So you tap into your savings, a checking account first. And then the savings accounts so of glycogen first, then you go start tapping into fat while the liver is, is, is doing neoglucogenesis and supporting, adding more credit.
1: Because when I was speaking to, um, I don't know if you've come across the device uh, Lumen, and yeah. I was speaking to them, I've used that and measured like, am I burning carbs, am I burning fats? And um, what their research was indicating was that once you get to a score in the carbohydrate, the carbon dioxide ratio, respiratory ratio, is putting you at a level one. You are 88% plus in fat burning mode. So now they say we know that liver glycogen has now been depleted and you can utilize that to look at how you might fuel around workouts. So at this point my understanding was liver glycogen has gone down and if I was to work out in that state like and try and lift heavy weights I may be in a pro-catabolic state rather than an anabolic state if I want to create muscle mass because now when my body has depleted uh, glycogen from the liver, the next thing it's going to do is try and take it from the muscles, but it will at the same time draw some amino acids. And therefore, for the purposes of that workout, actually pre-fueling may be the answer. But yeah. I also understand that for longevity, it might be better to do that so long as to, to, to work out in the fasted state, so long as that the workout is kept quite short, and that I then uh, load up again quite quickly afterwards with some protein and carbohydrate.
0: Yeah so so glycogen is 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 you know in in different organs of the body including your right muscle and liver what i was talking about is neoglucogenesis producing glucagon okay. not talking about the glycogen of the liver yet. glycogen is the first line we're exactly agreeing exactly. first line is glycogen the yeah. liver ships in faster but to form new new uh, to to for the liver to practice neoglucogenesis the 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 body taps into glycogen first before, before adding the credit, which yeah, of course yeah.
1: got it. Yeah. So then yeah. the, and this process of gluconeogenesis is, I understand is partly why some people may struggle to sleep because actually it invokes a degree of cortisol, which has this sort of inverse relationship with melatonin. So if you, if your cortisol is going up, you may struggle a little bit to sleep because your melatonin production isn't quite where it should be in the,
0: yeah partially how fasting works. It's the stress. People think yeah. fasting is a calorie deficit. That's only one angle. Probably the most important angle of how fasting works is a stress, is by stressing the body. Um, I always give the example of if you're a CEO of a company and you need a million dollars to operate, um, any low calorie diet will give you, say, eight hundred thousand dollars. You can cope with that state. You have enough money in the bank. Exactly the fat and the glucose gone, and you can adjust to it. But if I give you zero dollars instead of a million dollar, not only you're you're in a big deficit, but it's such a big stress that that CEO of the company has to restructure the company, and this is autophagy. So the stress-induced restructuring is exactly what happens to the body, and stress elevates cortisol. Is why you're bringing the cortisol up as, within fasting and their end growth hormone, by the way, as well. Yeah. This is why fasting helps the muscle. The fasting is, yes, you're tapping into glycogen in the muscle, but actually uh, fasting increases growth hormone as well, and the muscle tone is high. This is why one of the ways now athletes are incorporating fasting into their training is to play on this duality of let's cut fat. Protect the muscle, eat protein after fasting and train the muscle, and you get it cycles of rejuvenation and cycles of of, of muscle enhancement.
1: Oh, interesting. But cut the fat out. So you're saying focus on refueling yeah. with protein and carbs, but not fat.
0: Uh, yeah, if if your goal is to build up muscle, you have to focus yeah. on the if, if that's yeah, exactly. the goal. I'm not talking about longevity. So so yeah. we've we've just published a trial on on prolon. Uh, You mentioned we have a fasting mimicking nutrition, so we did prolon. uh, We did two trials on prolon with with muscle being a purpose. One against Mediterranean diet, and it shows that we protect lean body mass. And then we went to athletes, male athletes. You know, these are big guys and they train intensively, and they did five days of prolon with no to low exercise during the five days, and we showed that they actually protected lean body mass. And that's the duality of fasting. Fasting taps into fat as a reserve, tries to protect the muscle with the growth hormone, and especially when you do it with Prolon, because we have already plant-based protein in Prolon. We do have carbs, so so you actually even have nutrients in the body to feed the muscle. And as a result, we see that muscle function is protected when you do the fasting-mimicking diet.
1: Interesting, yeah. And I want to get into what's in that, actually, because I think it's important for people in a moment. So if we just staying with the principles, because I think it will be you know new to a lot of people that sixteen hours is not enough to stimulate autophagy. Um, I, I I had always thought it was longer. I think the yeah. sixteen eight, as you say, works well for kind of managing metabolic flexibility to a degree. yeah with the um what about exercise itself being a tool for autophagy? Yes. because there's a lot of research now saying, well, hang on, let's see how many stresses we need to put the body through, particularly, I know we're going to talk about women and women in a moment, but if we are stimulating autophagy through exercise and you're a regular exercise and a vigorous exerciser, um, do you think that that is doing autophagy or do we still need to be fasting on top?
0: So, you know, there's no sci-fi when we talk to the body and the body is a continuum As, is, is, is uh, so so basically if, if, it, autophagy is a cell self eating right so it's a cell that had to go and eat and and use inside calories because there's outside depletion and that happens either with intensive exercise or prolonged less intensive exercise but if you if you're stopping every 5 minutes to eat a burger it's not going to happen <laughs> but if you do it if you do it long enough and it's a balance right it's it's either low food with mild exercise or high exercise with a little bit more food, or no food and no exercise. So you get it. Yeah, it's it's you. the balance, and the duration of which you need depends on the body. If you're very thin, you don't have a lot of reserves. You have high metabolic rate, then you need less exercise to get into autophagy, and you need less period of fasting. You might get into autophagy, you know, by hour 20 or by the end of the first day. Very rarely, right? But again, if you're very, very thin, very high metabolic rate and you exercise while doing fasting, you get into autophagy a little bit sooner than the two days. If you're a little bit overweight, you have low metabolic rate, you don't burn fast your calories and and your body is used to go on that slow mode and you don't exercise, it's going to take you three days to get into autophagy. So it's not sci-fi, it's literally Mm. the speed of the crisis, the intensity of the crisis and how much reserves I have to compensate for it
1: yeah that's really interesting thanks for clearing that up because i guess that it makes a lot of sense because actually if the body recognizes that you're very low fat anyway it's kind of a little bit more uh scared right almost it's it's under or should we say under more stress because it's like well if there's some kind of famine when how are we going to feed
0: exactly Um, so go go back to the the example of that ceo who needs a million dollar to operate if he has $100 billion in the bank and you tell him you don't have that million dollar today, it's like, okay, I've, you know, I'll be ninety nine billion million in the bank. That's not a huge deal. But if he only has $2 million in the bank and half of it is wiped out, he's going to rush faster to restructure the company to cut costs and to take the right corrective measures. Yeah.
1: Okay. So, I spent a long time trying to find, years in fact, a greens powder that I actually liked the taste of and finally found one that basically tastes amazing on its own or actually mixed into shakes, which is pretty unusual because some of them taste kind of really minty and that overpowers everything else, whereas this one just tastes really, really nice. And it mixes well with banana and protein powder. Uh, It also mixes really well with a strawberry protein I've been using and it just works super well just on its own on an empty stomach and that is Athletic Greens. It has prebiotics, probiotics and naturally occurring enzymes that boost digestion, has your daily dose of vitamin C and zinc, healing mushrooms, magnesium to help you regulate all day energy and support um, energy production in our cells and it's packed with superfoods, adaptogens and antioxidants and I absolutely love it. And the cool thing is you can get one year's supply of vitamin D plus five free travel packs when you get your order of Athletic Greens. All you need to do is go to this special link, athleticgreens.com forward slash Angela Foster. That's athleticgreens.com forward slash Angela Foster to bag yourself a year's supply of vitamin D plus five free travel packs. Now let's get back to the show. So could you then by sort of waking up in a fasted state where you can see on some sort of device, for example, that you're um, that you're in a more of a fat burning state, go and exercise. And would that then be enough if you came home and refueled in a lean individual, an athletic individual to have stimulated autophagy for the purposes of longevity?
0: Again, if uh, how long did you exercise, how long had, well, you didn't eat, and how much reserve you have, so you got to measure. Each person is different. Will you touch? I mean, autophagy happens every day, every moment in the body. It's a part of the cycle of cells. But we're talking about accelerating autophagy across all cells. Okay. Yes, if you're in a fat burning, if you're say in, in already in mild ketogenesis, and you exercise intensively, and you delay your food intake and you're thin and you have high metabolic rate, you will touch on autophagy. Again, we're talking autophagy. It's not like a minute process. It happens, yes or no. Autophagy goes from super mild to more and more. The more the deficit, the longer the deficit, the longer it goes. So You don't want to also just touch on it. It's like we're bargaining whether it's 16 or 18 hours. Even if it happens that hour 16, it barely, barely started. If right? you want to benefit from it, you want to put your cells into it, you got to allow time to go and do a masterful autophagy around, around the body and push for more rejuvenation, regeneration. So even if you touch on it a little bit every morning, that's touching autophagy or accelerating a little bit the rate of autophagy across the body, yeah. but it's not going into a deep dive you know, rejuvenative yeah. cycle within the body.
1: And is it helping in that situation to stimulate NAD?
0: Yeah, well, that's, uh, that's a big question. NAD, obviously, and, and, and spermidine, by the way, another way to accelerate that and, and get the NAD. Um, do we have human randomized clinical trials showing that? No. Do we have a lot of mice trial indicating that? Yes. So I'm a man of science. I'm an MD-PhD. I will only give you that answer. Yeah. So okay. maybe yes. Uh, but do we have randomized clinical trials showing that in, in different ages and different genders? Not yet.
1: Not yet, we don't have that information, okay. So let's talk then about, I think what's interesting for people is because my understanding of Prolon is it's been very specifically formulated to make this a manageable process for people where they're still eating, but the calories are low enough to stimulate autophagy while still giving the body some nutrients. And there's a lot of science behind this that you guys have gone into and tested, right, in multiple ways. It's very exciting. Uh, can you explain a little bit of how that works? And then we can talk about different individuals, like, you know, one, yeah. someone like myself who's into longevity might do it versus someone who's treating cancer, for example. But let's first, if you can explain the mechanics of that.
0: Yeah. The Prolon, P-R-O-L-O-N, what you're referring to is a five days nutrition that is specifically designed to nourish your body while keeping the cells in a fasting mode. And so the entire existence of our company and the technology, why you want to fast with food, is basically to allow you to go beyond that day two, where really you start a deeper autophagy and go through the benefits of rejuvenation and regeneration. So the entire existence of why I want to fast with food is to go on a longer, safer fast, though, because very few people can last two days with no food. And actually, it's not healthy for many. And even if you do two days, you're barely getting into autophagy for many people 73% of americans you know in the uk probably a little bit lower but still above 50% of us carry some extra weight so we're not going to get an autophagy on on 16 hours or 20 hours or one day or and, and the science is showing that if you do 5 days four to 5 days of fast you're for most people they're getting at least one or two or three or four days of autophagy which is exactly wow. you know so this is why prolonged 5 days a lot of people ask us well, if I'm high BMI, I'm low BMI, or I'm a female versus male, this is why we went for five days to ensure that everyone gets at least one or plus more days of autophagy, and 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 the, so that's number one is fasting with food has been designed to prolong the fast in a safe and compliant way. Number two is is you're nourishing while you're fasting, and people will be like, how come that's that's complete? It's a, that's an oxymoron. And here, let me. Let me define fasting. There are three definitions for fasting. The common definition is I eat no food, and some people do it without water. I mean, we're we're against that. you should drink while, while fasting. that's that's very important. Um, but let's say the common definition is is no food. The second definition is a physiological fasting, meaning you're already started to having ketones. You're breaking down fat because every time every, meaning now you're fasting, I'm fasting, even if I had lunch an hour ago. I'm fasting now right I didn't eat but by the, by the first definition but I'm not fasting by the second definition I'm I'm not like staying for long hours and I don't have my body is not tapping into my reserves actually my body is now happy It's digesting and is absorbing and but I'm fasting I'm not eating physically now so that's the second more relevant definition is you get a you know multiple hours of fast to get to tap into the reserves One of them is breaking down the fat into ketones, and therefore, you're in ketosis, and that's the physiological fast. The third definition is a molecular fast, is a cellular fast. Meaning, even though you're eating, your cells are not satisfied. The the nutrient-sensing pathways, the the cell realizes there's food through three main pathways, the pKa, the Ras, and the Tor pathway. And if these intracellular pathways they're not triggered enough by nutrition, the cell thinks it's not eating, and that's the entire concept behind our fast mimicking diet: is how can I feed you nu- nutrients that are very carefully and it's all plant-based and natural? There's nothing artificial here. It's actually a super high-end premium. You know, there's a lot of macadamia nuts, there's a lot of pecans, there's a lot of you know plant-based source of ingredients. So it's by itself is very healthy and very clean, but it's carefully designed to do two things in the body, to not spike insulin in IGF. IGF is insulin-like growth factor. So when you eat carbs, insulin spike. When insulin spike, it tells the body, hey, there's nutrients. I have enough carbs. I'm a sign of carbs. So we're good. We're not fasting. So we don't spike enough insulin to, okay. to for, the, for the body to, on a systematic level to recognize the food. When you eat protein, Another hormone of food recognition called IGF, insulin like growth factor. Also, we don't spike that. So, basically, at the systemic level, there's food coming into your body, but there's no spike. There's a barely small increase with insulin and goes very long. There's a barely small increase in IGF and goes very long. So, the body is not realizing that I just ate. The second secret we apply is by the time our nutrients get into the cell, they don't overstimulate the nutrient sensing pathway. So the cell radars are not detecting high food. And therefore, the cell stays in a fasting mode. And so it's like I'll give you back the example of the CEO who needs a million dollars. In our case, we give you $500,000, but we're going to tell you use those only to pay for HR to keep your best employees and use those to buy your supplies so that you keep selling. So you. You actually have money, you have 500K, but you can only use it for two things, not for sales, not for marketing, not for other things. So you're fasting on other levels yeah. and you're going to go and restructure and still do the autophagy if you still want in that sense.
1: Autophagy. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. That's very interesting. And I like your analogy there. I think a lot of people can relate to that. Um, and also this this sounds like a very manageable way of people doing it. It's It's powdered, right? My understanding is, and then you mix it up like there's some soups and things like that.
0: Yeah, the, the soups are just powder, but you have the bar. We made it We made it like food as user-friendly. So you have the bar in the morning, the longevity L bar. You have crackers, you have olives, you have soups, you have your drink, you have your supplements. So it's fully, it's all what you need to eat and drink and have your supplements for that day. It's not powdered or artificial. It's actually presented as soup and bars and drinks and, right. and crackers. Yeah.
1: And what can people uh, expect to feel like when they're doing it? Would they expect to feel a little bit hungry? I mean, this depends person to person, yeah. right? And their size and how much they normally
0: eat. Yeah. So, um, people, there's three, three groups of consumers okay. and now we've crossed like a million, a million use. There's oh, wow. the ones that said, the one that said it was easy for me. And these are mainly the folks who are metabolically flexible. They played yeah. a little bit with fasting before they've gone into ketosis before you know, it's like going to the gym right if you haven't gone to the gym for a while and then suddenly you go and you do 2 hours of gym you come back your muscle is aching so that's yeah. if if you if you go frequently to the gym or you've been in the gym in the last month or two it's it's easier for you to do so a third would say it was easy a third would say it was moderately difficult but i went through it and a third said it was really difficult for me these are many people who are not used to to be metabolic flexible they're a little bit the first time their body goes into their calorie deficit and it's the first time maybe for many people in their life that their body is switching from just living on carbs to living on ketones. Some people never in their life fasted, never in their life the brain had to switch from carb consumption to ketone consumptions. So a third would find it difficult, a third moderate, and a third would find it uh, pretty easy to do. Easy. The I mean, oh, everyone the will go other feed... into
1: ketosis, will
0: they? Oh, sorry. Continue. yeah, this is why it's five days, right? So yeah. so it was if it was a three, I mean a lot of people say, why it's not three days what And some people do two days or three days. and and you many people would get to fasting, some would not, but even if you get into fasting by day three, you're barely getting into it, right? this This is the most unspoken thing in here. The question is not do you get into autophagy by hour sixteen or twenty or one day is you want to stay in autophagy for a while to yeah. help the cells do it, right? It's yeah, not, hey, exactly. should I touch? Should I touch and come back? It doesn't help if you touch and come back. So this is why it's five days. The other feeling, asking about feeling, there's a feeling that most people talk about. Actually, they do feel on day two and crossing to day three, something is happening to their body. A lot of people tell you that day two, three transition, they feel it. Something is going, something is happening. It's really the body switching to ketones, the cells practicing autophagy, and and that crisis mode is kind of. Coming in, and then on day four and five, they tell you, "I feel euphoric. I feel like I'm, I'm. I don't need sleep. I'm very like strong and powerful, and and self. And this is this is the brain is living on ketones. This is cells are being rejuvenated, and they have a completely different feeling. And coming out of it, a lot of people talk about mental clarity, about the performance, about the sense of achievements. You know what what uh, What's, what's probably a unique a little bit about a prolon is that it's not a diet. You don't have to do it every day. It's short enough to be five days and yeah. therefore most people can do it. 91% of people, you know, finish the diet. There's, there's nobody finishes a diet. Oh, in, so at, at a night. Rate. Yeah, it's
1: really yeah
0: because it's as, as it's, it's as short enough as five days, but long enough of five days to get you into ketosis and get you into autophagy.
1: And what about, um, how often would you, uh, would you recommend that people do this?
0: So I'll, I'll group, if you want, three. Let's take three different types of people. Let's say it's you, Angela, and let's say you're 40, and then you ha- you're, you're fit, and you're, you eat healthy, and you just want to fast for rejuvenation and for autophagy and, 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 and increasing your health span through improving your biological age. Yeah. Then you only need to do it three times a year. And and it takes it takes a CEO to tell somebody only eat three times a year for, from me and and because this is what the science show we studied the three yeah. years, we actually are showing that if you do prolon three times a year for 20 years between age 50 and 70, the study is going to be published soon is showing um, an improvement by multiple years. I cannot give details because it's not out yet, but yeah. multiple years of on average people. Yeah, multiple years yeah. of biological age. So. Now, if you say, look, I, am, I have some extra weight that I want to shed, and, um, and, and therefore you can do prolon four, max five times, because you're not only doing it for cellular rejuvenation and autophage, you're doing it because it's a low calorie as well diet, you're going to lose weight when you do prolon. We just finished actually a trial with, uh, at the University of Heidelberg, and it was published two weeks ago, showing that you can lose up to 22 pounds, this is 10 kilos on prolon done six months. And when you say six months, it's just five days a month. So basically five days times six, thirty days, and you're losing ten kilos uh, wow. while protecting lean body mass. Um, so 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 yeah, if if you need to shed some weight, maybe instead of doing three times, you do four or five. Mm-hmm. Now we're testing we're testing the fasting mimicking nutrition for multiple health conditions as well. And when we do it for health conditions, we tend to do it a little bit more frequently. So this is when you step into six times a year when you're, you know, for patients that we study the, f- the food on for say diabetes and or for other health conditions.
1: What kind of health conditions, like would it work for kind of general like metabolic uh, syndrome, presumably where people have got, you know, heart issues uh, combined with maybe insulin resistance. Would you recommend it in those sorts of patients?
0: So, um... So I'm going to answer, I have to answer here with a compliant way, because when you talk about a product and nutrition and you're mentioning disease, it, we have to be careful about what to claim. Yeah. So, so the fasting mimicking nutrition, if you want, or fasting mimicking technology, we've tested it. We've tested on people with insulin resistance, and, and we actually just published showing that we decrease the homar score ratio when you do six cycles of Prolon. We've yeah. also studied for four cycles of Prolon and showed, showed the same. Um, so yes, we are about to launch end of this year in Q4, we're going to launch a program, a fasting mimic nutrition program, where, um, the fasting mimicking nutrition is being used with a, with a dietitian and an app in order to help people with, uh, uh, pre-diabetes remission and regression and with diabetes remission and regression as well.
1: Exciting. And what about with, um, you mentioned with people, for example, who are Uh, being treated for cancer, could they do this while they're having treatment like chemotherapy or what do you recommend? I know you you can't like, obviously everyone has to be a doctor, but I'm just curious what you've studied in relation to those patients.
0: So, so the entire company, our company L-Nutra was born out of actually the studies in in cancer. And we, we used to be a water fasting company. So this is important for audience. We're not here to push products on them. We were a water fasting company. And we were studying water fast before chemotherapy and hormone therapy. And so the, the goal was to fast cancer before hormone therapy or chemotherapy comes in and hits cancer. And wh- why, why we were testing that. Cancer, The moment a cell becomes cancerous, what is a cancer cell? It's a, it's a cell that lost inhibition to stop replicating. So a cell loses that inhibition, starts growing and growing and growing. It is why cancer grows so fast. And then it goes everywhere in the body because it cannot stop growing. Start going into the blood and goes everywhere. And for a cell like cancer cell or for the organ that's called cancer to grow, it needs calories. And for it to be resistant to chemo, that's the biggest problem we're we're facing today. We do have cancer drugs, but they don't kill 100% of cancer or cancer escapes them. And then, for that escape mechanism, cancer likes to have nutrients to kind of change course and feed the cells that survive and grow. So, cancer lives on nutrition. It's the Mm. fastest growing. This is why cancer patients end up cachectic and losing in the frail. Why? Because the cancer is eating everything for them. So, what we have come up with 15 years ago, and and Professor Walter Longo, who's our founder, and, and he just actually released his book, Fasting Cancer in Italy, if you have anyone. that reads Italian language, and then it's going to be, I think, launched across Europe in the next few months, and then in the U.S. next year. It's called Fasting Cancer. This is how we we started as a company. You do fasting, the cancer is so weak because cancer cannot live without food, and then you hit cancer with hormone therapy or chemotherapy after that. Now, when we went to human trials, people cannot stay three or four or five days without food, and this is why the National Institute of Health, gave us funds to develop the fasting mimicking diet, this is how we were born, is mm-hmm. can you feed cancer patients for four days with a nutrition that keeps them healthy, that helps keeps them in autophagy, but helps them do the fast before uh, before their body goes through chemo or hormone therapy or tyrosine, kinase, et cetera. So last year, we published four articles on cancer. Uh, breast cancer definitely is our biggest publication. We had two articles on the fasting mimicking nutrition and breast cancer. And um, and then we published another article on multiple cancers, colorectal and others. We're not here to say you do it to cure your cancer. We're here to say it puts your body into a good metabolic state to optimize nutrition around your treatment. And definitely talk to your doctor before you do this. Uh, right. But we hope next year we're going to launch also a cancer nutrition program where you have a dietitian, you have an app, and you have our products to help people go through the right nutrition environment around cancer because one of the biggest mistakes i think is done today is people with cancer the doctors tell them you should eat and and you drink this high protein and you drink and and, and again, cancer is the organ that needs the most calories. So you're feeding, in certain ways, cancer when you drink the high-protein, high. I mean, if you're cachectic, if you're super frail, and you're end stage, of course you need to nourish. But the early stage, when your body is still can take it, this is when you want to practice fasting in order to fasting mimic nutrition before and in between the treatment. Do intermittent fasting to keep the cancer in check to not overfeed cancer. Um, there's a landmark article. There's a landmark article that was published in JAMA Oncology, the Journal of American Medical Association of Oncology, in 2016. And very few oncologists and cancer patients pay attention to it. It showed that if you do intermittent fasting of 13 hours, it delayed the reoccurrence of breast cancer. I mean, that's huge. It's as yeah. simple as 13 hours. And it wasn't an intermittent fasting article. They just, they just were looking at, and it was thousands and thousands of women with breast cancer. They just looked at a posteriori. If if the ones who stayed 13 hours without food and it was 13, not 16 or 18, the ones okay. who stayed just 13 hours and beyond, and they found a statistically significant difference in the in 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 cancer reoccurrence um, with folks who did just 13 hours of fast. So right, it all yeah. goes back. It, yeah, it all goes back to the same concept of if you have cancer, you want to undernourish the cancer rather than go and feed the cancer to grow. And then you couple that timing-wise is what we do. It's like, okay, let's undernourish cancer right before chemo so that the cancer is at its weakest point and then you hit it bef- with it chemo or with hormone, hormone therapy. therapy. And this yeah. is the premise of all our trials on the fasting mimic nutrition coupled with chemo or hormone or immune therapy or the other therapies.
1: Because these cancer cells are so hungry, right? They're different to normal cells and they like yeah. sugar as well.
0: They it's like sugar, they like so protein. You're
1: strengthening your healthy cells, but you're weakening the cancer cells.
0: Yeah, the, cancer, the, the normal cells hibernate because this is their defense around fasting and they're doing autophagy. Cancer cells cannot survive a fasting mode because they need calories. They, they don't know how to stop. They don't know how to stop replicating. By design, they lost that. We call that effect the differential stress resistance, DSR, meaning you protect normal cells, you sensitize cancer cells to the, to the hormone therapy or the chemotherapy. and And it's a great way to build the right environment for a cancer patient to, to if you want better manage the the nutrients around chemotherapy or amazing. homotherapy.
1: So uh, amazing, absolutely fascinating. So um, I have one last question for you. What about women who are cycling uh, and um, how can, how, you know, are those, because you're giving the nutrients during that fast, is this something that women who still have a set menstrual cycle can do comfortably three times a year?
0: Yeah, so we studied. We, we proline has gone through almost now 18 clinical trials. We've never had to adjust the proline intake to to okay. to this to the cycles because again, well, we know that fasting. If you want to do water fast, we do recommend you do it after the 14th day, so that you're inter- you don't interfere with ovulation. So what again, water fasting is a pure stress, right? Is you're not getting any nutrients. When we do prolonged, we try prolonged in all parts and all different stages, age, et cetera. And we never, we've never seen a major difference into response or intervention, or we never had reports of issues happening with menstruation cycle when you prolonged because it's a nourish fast. That's part of making fasting safe. You know, go back to to that CEO who needs a million dollar. If you give him zero, not the 500k, which is what we do, but if you give him zero, that CEO or give her. This CEO cannot even buy supplies for next month. They cannot. They they will lose their best employees because they're going to not be paid and they're going to go to another company. So fasting, pure water fasting, has some costs. It's not all benefits. And this is why we were a water fasting company. The National Institute of Health, which is the most credible grantor in the U.S., gave us funds to go and develop the fasting mimicking diet to make fasting safe, compliant accurate in a product that always does what it what it's, what it's promised to do, and then do it in a healthy way. So pure water fast, maybe can intervene in the menstruation cycle. I've heard some gynecologists say, do it. If you just want to do water fast, do it after the the, the 14th day with Prolon, if that's the different age, different, different parts, and we haven't seen major difference.
1: That's interesting because also I've, because I, I think I've seen it as well, the other way around where if you're going to do like stress on the body, so like for example, with hit workouts and things, when I talk about optimizing that around the menstrual cycle, actually we would do that in the earlier stage, in the high hormone phases, estrogen's rising, because when you start really stressing the body, when you want that follicle that's been released and ovulation has taken place to produce that progesterone, it can limit it if cortisol is too high. So, well, again, I, yeah,
0: again, these are anecdotal, and, yeah. and this is what I start saying is I've heard this from some gynecologists. There's no studies exactly on fasting for before mm-hmm. and after. There are studies on prolonged that you can do, but there are no studies on pure water fast. I've heard some gynecologists, one of them I trust big time um, in saying that it would be safer not to intervene into the follicular phase and do it after. But again, this is an anecdotal recommendation. Studied, yeah.
1: Yeah. And then presumably as well, it's, it's very helpful for women going through menopause when they're already
0: like for sure.
1: resistance and things are yeah increasing to help reset
0: that. For sure, you know menopause changes cardiovascular risk for women. Yeah. They start losing muscle, they start losing bone, and uh, what we've shown with ProLon is there's muscle maintenance, there's uh, you know uh, improvement in, 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 in multiple you know blood metrics. So definitely at that period it's important to keep the rejuvenation ongoing in the body.
1: Well, I'm certainly going to be doing this. Uh, <laughs> You know, you've got me very, very excited about it. I'm sure you have a lot of the listeners too. Where can yes. people go and find out more about you, your work? Obviously I actually have, I think I've got two copies of Dr. Volta Longo's book, actually. I don't know why I ended up with two, uh, but I do, I've read it. It's a brilliant book. Um, but where can people find more about you as well, Joseph and the company and, and how to do this?
0: Me personally, I'm on, on, on LinkedIn, Joseph Anton. I'm on I'm an, uh, um, Twitter and, and, and Facebook. And if they want to follow Prolon, um, the, the Instagram of Prolon and, and the Facebook page for Prolon, and if they want to buy Prolon, Prolonfast.com in the US, in Europe, we're we're actually across Europe as well. Um, uh, the Prolon that UK.co, and or at Prolon.eu to buy it across Europe. We we do have a headquarter in Italy, and we ship across Europe as well. Very easy when you Google it, you'll 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 get to the right country websites where you're calling from or or you want to buy from.
1: Amazing. Thank you so much for coming on the show and talking about it and sharing all this. It's absolutely fascinating. And I definitely look forward to seeing more in this. You've got me excited when you said if you do this three times a year, uh, and uh, for, for sort of twenty years between the ages of fifty and seventy, you can prolong Yeah, that, that that's we, just uh, exciting.
0: We had done two trials and we have simulated the data. I cannot reveal exactly before the article is out. It's gonna be out soon in the number one science journal of the world, actually. Um, and we're we're pretty excited about that.
1: Amazing. Well, thank you so much. Well, thank you
0: very much, Angela. Have a good one. Yeah, you too. Thanks. Thanks.
1: Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. As always, the show notes will be over on my website, AngelaFosterPerformance.com forward slash podcast. And you can download the transcript there together with the show notes and all of the other resources that I have on my website, AngelaFosterPerformance.com. Thank you so much for listening. And I'll see you in the next episode.